and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I am feeling festive. Well, that's good because tonight we're going to talk about something that you have just privately between you and I sung the incredible praises of. Tonight's show is all about Festival of Holidays at Disney's California Adventure Park. And, and don't hate me, East Coasters. I've got a new favorite festival, and it can't be found in Epcot. It is definitely a California adventure. <laughs> well, when we were having conversations about how we wanted to frame this show, your very poignant way of explaining how you thought it should go was taught to me as if you're asking me questions about a festival at Epcot. So I'm going to lead with the way that we lead most festivals at Epcot. What is this, <laughs> and when does it happen? So we know we have more people that go to Walt Disney World than Disneyland. So I'm going to make a lot of comparisons for you so that you're going to love this festival as much as I am. And you're still going to get yourselves out to California this year. It is November 12th through January 9th, a super long festival season. And think of it as food and wine meets festival of the holidays. It's got everything and then some. Okay. It is Disney's most unique, most inclusive, and most entertaining festival. This is taking place exclusively at Disney's California Adventure Park, not in Disneyland Park. So kind of give everybody the lay of how this is spread out because we're familiar with the way Epcot is, is laid out with their festivals. How is this particular festival laid out inside the park? So I would say Epcot, maybe it's because we're used to so many festivals now. We kind of know where we find everything in World Showcase. This, you're going to need your map because they've created stages everywhere. They draw it out, the main stages, celebrate all of the holidays and individually and not just, hey, let's throw a Hanukkah song and you're going to walk by and you're going to hear I have a little dreidel and you're going to know that it means Hanukkah. Right. They're going to do songs for every holiday but they're also having people who actually celebrate those holidays perform and they're using popular songs, songs that I don't care that you don't celebrate those holidays. You can't help hear that music and want to sing along and dance in your seat. And I know none of you can see me, but I'm kind of dancing in my seat, <laughs> just remembering it because the music was phenomenal from all of these cultures. And they picked songs in each of them that explain the holidays or they added a little element in a chorus to kind of do a stage show so that maybe you don't know what kwanzaa is or you don't know what three kings day is but you can get that here in a fun way and really take the holidays in for everybody and for those who aren't looking for some new holiday to celebrate it also gives everybody an opportunity to see themselves in Disney, which is so important. It's not everybody must celebrate Christmas, so here it is. Maybe you're celebrating Navidad, and here's the Navidad celebration, and there's no other opportunity for you to see that. I found that when Disney does things like this where they're celebrating a culture in a very, very unique but totally uh, organic and authentic way, it's usually a home run, and we see a lot of it in Epcot. I saw it, and I'm sure you saw it too, 
in Hawaii in Alani. I thought that that was a definite place where we saw it. So to hear the way you're you're talking about this particular festival of holidays, it sounds like they held true to those particular roots and those experiences and really valued bringing in people that not only could could speak about it from an uh, intelligent standpoint, but could speak about it from a personal standpoint as well. You bet. And people that were proud of their heritage. And it wasn't about making somebody believe in their heritage. Correct. It was about understanding and acceptance and enjoyment of cultures that you might not always be familiar with. Well, and we've talked about this before, right? It's the edutainment factor, right? You're educating people, but you're entertaining them at the same time. You're not, you're not forcing anything upon them, but you're, you're, you're giving them some information that they probably didn't have before. It is, and it's also for those that say to me, you know, can I pull my kid out of school? This is that educational component. And while often people will talk to me, and yes, you can get Disneyland and California Adventure, you can do a two-day pass and see most of it. You need two days just to get everything in the festival in. The festival is phenomenal, and you're going to want to see things more than once. I know I did. Okay, so you're saying you're going to want to see this. You're going to want to experience this. So so who would you say that this festival is really geared for? What's the target audience specifically for this particular festival? Again, I think it's for everybody, but I also think, let's be honest, and maybe I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing if Disney's going to listen to my next sentence. Many of the Epcot festivals focus around food, drink, and music. Right. This festival had that music, like I talked about. It had the food, but it also had a lot of elements just for kids. So there was a festival arts and crafts section. Again, something maybe a little akin to Kid Cut Fun Stops. But each of the five holidays had a table, had an explanation of the holiday that was couple of sentences made for anybody of any age to easily understand and then a craft so you could design your own christmas ornament you could make your own dreidel for hanukkah you could do your own lantern for diwali you could make the special decorative hat for kwanzaa or there's a different lantern that's used for navidad so five different craft projects and again our non-disney word that these were they were free Free five craft projects that you could really sit and color and take in and enjoy. And honestly, if you didn't want to take the time, they were fine with you taking the projects home and putting them together at home and experiencing it a little bit more on your own later. So I wouldn't be me and we wouldn't be us if, you know, you briefly mentioned food. So I need to start with the food, right? We talk about these festivals, especially in Florida, centered around food. You'd mentioned some awesome activities that they have there aside from it, but let's start with the food. What kind of food options did they have there? Again, you can frame it and compare it where it's appropriate between the stuff that we're familiar with here on the East Coast, but what was the food option like for you? So whoever's in charge of Epcot festivals, I hope you're listening because they nailed how to do food kiosks in California. It was just like any festival, lots of separate booths, little tasting size portions. The unique thing that they offer is what they call a sip and savor pass. So if you were committed to buying eight of the 38 snacks, you could get this discounted pass that allowed you to purchase any eight items you wanted. I like that. But 
here's where the super smart thing came in. I don't always eat everything that I want to try at the festival because I know this is going to be shocking. My daughter's going to roll her eyes when I say this. I'm not as patient as I always need to be, especially at Disney. (laughs) And sometimes the line at the food kiosk is just too long for me to wait for that little bit of ooey gooey goodness. But here you could actually go to any of the participating kiosks. They had a full menu that you could view for every kiosk and you could order all of your food for the whole day in one spot and then when you got to the next kiosk you just went to the pickup spot and picked up your food instead of standing in line to pay again it was genius that does sound genius i'm picturing the renovations to epcot and figuring out where they're going to do this (laughs) when when they're finished with the the upgrades they have there because that would be something that i think would absolutely get traction, especially at the food and wine festival. So that's a that's a cool thing. The sip and savor pass. I would I would be into that in a heartbeat. Well, and the sip and savor was the discount, but that pre-ordering, you could just order three things from three different kiosks. They don't need extra space to make it work. No, I want to be clear. I'm in program the computer differently. I'm in I'm into both of those things. I was not <laughs> I was not saying that I want one or the other. I want to pay I want to get the discount there so I can get eight dishes and I want to be able to order them all in advance. It sounds like a complete and total home run. Uh, what were some of the the really awesome items that you were able to experience? You know, I think again the uniqueness here is They have a series of five Mickey heads, each decorated for a holiday. So there was a green one with some little holly and stuff on it to signify Christmas. And there was a yellow one for Navidad and the orange and green for Kwanzaa. And each booth then had somewhere between one and five of these Mickey heads to signify This was a Hanukkah-type food. This was a Kwanzaa food. Um, I will say they had an incredible amount of churro opportunities there. (laughs) And probably more than necessary. I will say again, also, the difference, you've heard us talk about California before, that California definitely has a lot more locals. It has people that might be doing a Southern California trip and only coming for a day. I don't ever remember being in Walt Disney World and waiting online for kiosk and hearing people talk about Costco churros as much as I heard it in Disneyland. (laughs) I I was privy to no less than five conversations debating whether the people should buy the churro or they could get a box of 24 at Costco for the cost of two (laughs) at the kiosk. And the debate usually between spouses, sometimes between siblings, that you couldn't get the great flavoring and the uniqueness of these Disney churros. I had a mac and cheese that was incredible. They did a lot of kids' food too. They did different kinds of candy, different cookies. I had, and make sure you stop over to our Facebook page to check out the artistry of this snack that I had. I had a roasted marshmallow macaroon that was as incredibly tasty as it was beautiful. They really outdid themselves with presentation. 
on these little things. And I think that's a great part of what makes all of the festivals so neat. About how much were these items that you were that you were purchasing for, for consumption? Definitely like Walt Disney World, there were certain things that were four or five dollars. There were other snacks that were eight and nine dollars. So it definitely ran the gamut. So there's some strategy behind maybe doing this sip and saber pass if it's something that you know you're going to want eight items that are more on the expensive side as long as they're available that might be the way to go most definitely all right so i want i want to give one more little food plug oh yeah please go ahead my family loves and this just reopened while i was there inside of california there's a bowden's bakery that makes sourdough bread and i'm one of those people that carries food on the plane back every time because I come home with a Mickey sourdough loaf or a tomato sourdough bread every trip. Our family loves it. And for the holidays, they did a candy cane, a snowman, or a tree out of sourdough made right there in that bakery in California Adventure. And a good snack and a fun souvenir. And honestly, pretty cheap. Nine fifty for your bread and you've got some holiday fun. Sign me up. I'm in for sourdough bread pretty much anytime I can get it. So next time you go, I'll, I'll take I'll take uh, one of each, please. Thank you. That'd be that'd be you got it. That'd be appreciated. You had mentioned the crafts. You had mentioned the different the different seasonal uh, holiday rather crafts that that you could do. Those are not just for kids. But let's talk about the things that there were there for kids, right? I'm sure there were a number of things that were laid out there that were not just for adults to do. So what options were there for the kids? It was also Redwood Creek, which is a great area for kids all the time. It's a place to kind of stretch and run and jungle gym kind of thing. But it turned into Santa's holiday visit. You could do cookie decorating there. They had duck races down the river. You could do a reindeer ride. And of course, a visit with the big man himself. And no, I don't mean Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Although that's not bad, too. We'll take that, too. But that's not what you're talking about here. You're talking, obviously, about Santa Claus. It was. All right. So in the beginning, you had talked about the culturally accurate way that a lot of these things were portrayed and the certain songs that were played there and sung there and performed there. So I want to go back to the entertainment. Can you give me an idea of of some of the things that were performed that maybe some people can go, oh, yeah, we do, we do sing that, we do play that in my house during the holiday that we celebrate. What were some of the things that you heard that were unique and awesome? You bet, and I will tell the listeners in advance, you are fortunate for you not going to be treated to my voice. Oh, uh, come on, just one, just one. Check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> I've got videos of almost all of them. Some of them were hard to get good views on, but mostly kosher was there. They are a obviously a Jewish band, what we call a klezmer band, and they did your typical what you know from Oh Hanukkah to Hanukkah Blessings. And again, you'll hear they explain what the tradition is and what comes with it. Um, The Mistletoes, a phenomenal acapella band, and they share the story of Kwanzaa. And again, a lot of our traditional Christmassy songs. The Suffragettes, they were a rock band. I loved the Blue 13 Dance Company. They share the story of Three Kings Day and Kwanzaa, and obviously a dance company, phenomenal dance. The Mariachi Divas were there sharing information on Navidad. And 
in the evening, super popular. Not so much that they were specific to one holiday. They did a lot of different holiday medleys. The Fat Cat Swingers were there. They clearly had a huge following. I'll be honest, I have never seen them before. As their name implies, they are a huge swing orchestra. And it was really neat. There were a lot of people dressed up for the occasion. And the front of the area in front of the stage, they had the main holiday stages where they performed in the evening. So over by where you'd find World of Color, there's a patio. Then there's like four stairs and another patio and four more stairs. So very easy to view them at different levels. But that lower patio filled with guests swing dancing. It was just so much fun to watch everybody get into the spirit. And check out our show notes. It'll have links to the YouTube videos and links to some of these phenomenal musician sites. I will also say, you've heard me talk before that one of my favorite Disney things is the Toy Soldiers. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite holiday things is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Sure. And when I text Annie like a 20 second clip, she said, oh my gosh, mom, they wrote this just for you. <laughs> the toy soldiers performing to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra music. I was in heaven. Could have stood there for days. <laughs> so they are definitely on the YouTube channel. Check it out. Give them lots of likes and love because they are the true essence of the holiday. I can't tell you how big my smile is listening to you talk about the things that you experienced here because they all sound so unique and so fresh and so authentic that it's you can really hear in your voice that just how how fun you had being there. We haven't even discussed one of your favorite things because as we know from listening to you talk, you know, in other shows, you're a girl that loves a parade. Talk to us about the parade. So they had two different parades. One of them was the Disney Viva Navidad parade. And I will say this one caught me a little bit by surprise, and I will tell you, I probably don't have the best video out there, but you should see it. Okay. It runs a funny parade route, and then it kind of stops and it performs in place. It's out on Pixar Pier. It runs from Jumpin' Jellyfish to the Silly Symphony Swings, so just this kind of small bit of walkway. And you want to position yourself in the middle of those things because you'll see there's dancers, there's a float with Panchito that comes to the middle and then never moves to the far end. And then you've got to see the video for this to make any sense at all. I am definitely not going to do it justice in describing it. But Mickey and Minnie in their Navidad apparel being driven by these guys on bicycle. It is an amazing sight. And again, music that you've probably never heard before but you're gonna be about 10 seconds in and you're gonna be bopping right along. There's also a second parade that's really just the characters walking around in their holiday attire, waving to the crowd. I will say, if you can picture Epcot and trying to get a parade through where you've got the food kiosks, it's a rough 15 minutes while they make their way through. Kind of, nobody can move anywhere, but definitely worth it to see our friends. and. Again, I know, Jeff, you don't want to hear me say this one more time. <laughs> Use your app. The app is your friend. It's going to guide you to all of these great things. It is 
more technology-based. You know, there are now eight entertainment things just for the festival holidays. So that's why I said it really can't be done in a day if you want to do it all. There's so much there. And there are four different staged areas that they work on. So you definitely want to check your app and kind of get yourself into the right place. Probably the biggest advantage they have over Epcot is they're smaller, so you're not hitting that huge step count. You can move around very easily. And again, there's still plenty of time to get out there. You have until the beginning of January to get this holiday spirit. If you haven't been to Disneyland before, there is no better time to go than now. It is just incredible. And as they said at D23 last weekend, we are back and they are back in full force. The holiday extravaganza and some of the regulars that came just for their favorite entertainers couldn't be missed. Well, Sandy, I thank you for taking the time to go out there. It, everything that you're saying sounds like they really hit a home run here. I'm sure your buddy Josh tomorrow is listening to make sure that we get something comparable on the East Coast for those of us that don't travel to the West Coast. I'm sure we'll get a little sprinkle. They'll find a way to do a 10-day festival that, that is exactly this in Epcot. I'm sure now that they've listened to our show, they'll make that happen. But is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to leave the listener with tonight? Again, there's just so much magic out in Disneyland. And this is only part of what they do for the holidays. This Festival of Holidays is just what's in California Adventure. Check out our other episode where we cover their Merriest Nights Party and some of the Christmas magic and holiday magic over in the main Disneyland Park. Sandy, thanks for taking the time. Have a great week. My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.